Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. So for a while now, we've been telling people about the Power Exchange Summit and that they should go buy tickets. We have. Well, now we're going to tell them, don't go buy tickets. Do not go buy a ticket. There's no tickets left to buy. There's none <laughs> left to buy. We are at the point of recording this uh, three days out from the go live of mm-hmm. Power Exchange Summit on June 1st, 2012. There will therefore be no podcast on Thursday. Instead, we will publish this a special Monday holiday edition. Yes. So... That'd be awesome. Though I do like our Thursday editions as well. You know, we'll have plenty of people to uh, interview this weekend. Yeah, because we're going to have time (laughs) to do that. Uh, Today's topic will be about the loving MS. We've been getting a lot of uh, uh, feedback lately from people that say they dig the fact that we seem to uh, like each other. And we reflect a loving power exchange relationship. So we will talk about loving power exchange relationships. I like um, that. Although not everybody that listens to our podcast is into the power exchange or even kink. I just happened to come across this uh, review on the iTunes from the 18th of May 2012 that's titled Not Just for Those Into Kink. And they gave our little podcast five stars. Nice. Saying that um, you all also find personal growth, communication skills, respect, spirituality, and living an authentic life to, to who you are. Aww. So that was very kind of them to say. As always, we very much appreciate the people that go out there and rate us on mm-hmm. iTunes. I normally save that for later in the show because <laughs> that gives me a time to make up something because we're currently getting more... Uh, <laughs> podcast currently famous fans of the Venetian era has more podcast ratings than we famous do. Famous fans of the Venetian area. Where did you pull that one Out from? of my ass as normal. Uh, so if you do go out to the old iTunes and rate us, we do always appreciate that. You can tweet about us or lick us on the Facebook. If you, by the way, if you uh, follow us on Facebook, uh, mm-hmm. we will follow you back. No, not Facebook, Twitter. Twitter. I, okay, so. You get this mixed up. <laughs> I do. And I have to tell a Facebook story before we get into our topic. Uh, this person, uh, his little squishy, mm-hmm. wrote us on Facebook right. and told us how much they were enjoying the podcast. Uh, been listening since September 2010, Breath of Fresh Air. Um, uh, a lot of stuff I'm not going to say because it's, oh, it does it's not really reflect long, uh, yeah. very well on some people that uh, they have come across. But um, uh, they were very happy with us. And, and they even sent us a picture at my request, mm-hmm. which we'll put up on the old uh, episode show notes. Nice. The reason I bring that out is I suck at Facebook and I had not noticed that their message was out there for quite a while. Ooh. Yeah. We don't get like notices that things come through. So we have to actually go out there and check. Yes. So, 
Yeah, but you know what? People have been, I noticed our comments, um, I like to give shout outs when people um, send us comments and letters and stuff like that, just so mm-hmm. you guys know that, that we got the, got the letters and appreciate them. And we've noticed a trend lately that uh, most people have been doing it through the comment form, but the stuff that we have today is a little bit from everywhere. Comment form, Facebook, Vet, Twitter, all over the place. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, and, you know, it's funny because one of the FET, or I think it was a comment form, uh, was a very nice long email saying how much they were enjoying. Uh, I will not mind mentioning that they s- suggested we were perhaps en- engaging, funny, informative, and entertaining. <laughs> uh, and then they said, okay, I have fangirls enough. Sorry. And I don't think you have. No. So continue to fangirl like the all fangirls. you want. Fangirls, fanboys. <laughs> we love them. Absolutely. Uh, so. And in all, you know, now, to be serious about it for a moment, we actually, um, obviously, this the, the podcast is a losing proposition. Every once in a while, some uh, financially wise. <laughs> financially, right. Uh, every once in a while, somebody will give us five bucks to do that little front end bump. Mm-hmm. And that's nice. Um, but overall, the podcast, it's not a big expense. Uh, I've mentioned before, the podcast currently costs us about $40 a month to uh, just to host it, right. so that's available, and we've turned down some offers from some people that want to give us money that we don't want to take money from, right? Uh, which is fine. Um, yeah, we just, we yeah, it just didn't feel right. The point being, when you guys send us comments, um, it helps us to stay motivated to keep going. Yes, feel free to send money as well <laughs> if there was a way to do that. I'll come up with one though. <laughs> Um, it's always nice. So, but yeah, like you were saying, I mean, the comments have just been really, really sweet and really, really nice. And you know, it's good to know that we're we're benefiting people out there. So, um, Shannon said that um, they've started listening to our podcast together at bedtime. So, her and her master. Aww. So, I thought that was cute. That that is cute. Um, they said that it's reassuring to both of them to hear a couple that's been together for this long and still doing the power exchange and still finding a benefit from it and listening, oh, hearing about mine and your insecurities and lessons learned. So I'm glad our (laughs) snafus help other people. (laughs) I got into a really interesting conversation on FetLife not too long ago, and and that's pretty rare. I find FetLife, for my own personal Mm -hmm. taste, to be, for the most part, overall, it's too snarky. Right. Um, uh, people are spending far too much time trying to be witty than to be informative. Mm-hmm. Uh, witty people. Well, obviously, <laughs> it's very popular for those people, so who cares? Right. But the uh, I posted about Power Exchange Summit coming up, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, somebody said, well, I just don't know how that would benefit my relationship if I was in a relationship. Uh, you know, I get all the information and input I need from here on the 1.3 million people on FetLife. Wow. And uh, it was really interesting to see that perspective. Um, so that leads us into the question of the day. Okay. Which, which you haven't told me. No, so, okay. Our question of the day is Dawn. Yes. Who do you admire? Who do I admire? Yes. And we're going to keep it within. Well, you know what? Our, our podcast listeners expect us. I, I don't think it's a stretch for us to leave the kinky realm. If there's somebody on the non-kink, but if you want to keep it on the kinky realm or the power exchange realm, 
Let's start there. From a power exchange perspective. From a power exchange power perspective. Exchange. Who okay. do you? Because I had admire. a different name pop into my head, but she's not power exchange. Well, why don't you start with I've that actually... since I pulled the question of the day out of my ass and didn't tell you about it? Ah, well, one of the people that I admire, and I've mentioned this before, and I actually brought it up in a class, uh, one of my college classes recently, um, Annie Sprinkles. So I love Annie Sprinkles. Annie Sprinkles is a former porn star. Mm -hmm. She's a feminist, former porn star, not a former feminist, but a former (laughs) feminist porn star. And um, she's just doing a lot with her life. She's teaching a lot of people. She's working on um, uh, helping people get over body image issues. She's doing a lot of, um, I don't know if she considers herself pagan, but she's doing like a lot of earth healing and just a lot of stuff like that. So she's doing really powerful stuff with her life Mm -hmm. and she makes no excuses for being a porn star she loves that part of her life she's she has no shame in it she's you know and she's just using all of that ability to uh uh reach out to people and to help them so i really admire annie sprinkles i would love to meet her as a matter of fact i put it on my calendar for next april (laughs) she's going to be in chicago so at a university so Mm -hmm. i want to go see her you know, now that I think about it, we've been asked this question before. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we ran for the Master Slave title at mm-hmm. the Great Lakes Leather Alliance, we were asked, who do you admire? Yeah. Um, I don't remember who I said then, though. I remember who I said, and I got spanked for it. Or people oh, warned me, oh my yeah. God, you can't say that person. Yep. And that's just the silliest response in the world. Mm-hmm. I can respect and admire whoever I want. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care how you feel about it. Um, and, you know, it, we have to, does, you know, from a perspective of power exchange, who do I respect? Yeah. Hmm. Let me think about that one, because there's actually a few in my head. And, um, <laughs> well, lucky me, I was in charge of the uh, presenters for right. the Power Exchange Summit. So I actually invited a few of them sure, there that sure. I respect. But um, one of them's Master Obsidian and Namaste. Mm-hmm. Really love what they have to say. And... Um, one of their classes that they're going to be doing, I'd actually like to sit in on, and it's called Winter of Discontent. So obviously they've had speed bumps along the way that they've had to sure. to work and get through. And, you know, I know we've had ours, and it would just be nice to hear how other people have handled it So and still move forward. So I've got Obsidian and Namaste. Um, hmm, lots of others. Who do you think? Uh, I, you know, for myself... From a from a presenting perspective, mm-hmm. uh, I'm always I, I you and I are very fortunate. We've gotten to see a ton of presenters. Yes, um, and I happen to I personally believe that we do a very good job of presenting. Mm-hmm. We engage our audience, and and people come up to us afterwards and say we did a good job. So I assume that they're not <laughs> all yanking our chain. Some of them might be. Um, I find that Lee Harrington is a is an awesome presenter, very powerful able to jump into what appears to be jumping into the middle of a topic and can just run with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, has a great stage presence as well, which is important. Keeps you interested in what uh, he is talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's other presenters as well that I admire. And you take a little bit from each one and you say, oh, I want a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I, I admire Dr. Bob, uh, Robert mm-hmm. Rubel's ability to write. Um, He's got quite the number of books on uh, MS Dynamics, and I I really wish I could teach myself to sit still long enough to finish (laughs) the four or five books we have on the back burner. Um, 
power exchange wise though and that's you know it's it's often a challenge of course now we're only going to be able to speak to public people or people that we interact with right you know um so it's really interesting to come up with a who do you admire sort of thing because I'm finding, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm admiring little pieces because I don't really know people completely. I only know what I see at events. Right. Pretty much. So, I mean, I've seen uh, Miss Kendra and Slave Garrett, you know, and how they interact a little bit. I've seen Sergi and, and Cricket Girl and, sure. you know, and all these. And, and I'm, I'm picturing moments where I've seen that I've absolutely loved how they've, um, uh, how they're dynamic shows in public you know and and there's just there's a lot of other people as well you know um master griffin and slave Ann. sure sure love to watch them their dynamic is a little more subtle but it's very there so but like i said a little more subtle but just the interaction i had with them a couple of weekends ago um i i really enjoy that so um Hmm. God, so many more. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, but it's so like you're more. saying, it's one aspect or another right. aspect. And so if we look at it from the perspective of aspects, right? Mm-hmm. I, uh, gracious mm-hmm. people, yes. I admire people. So Deb Addington comes to mind. Oh, my God, Who yes. I admire purely from the perspective of mm-hmm. not only is, uh, a quality presenter and author, but she has a great humble and gracious aspect to herself. Jay Wiseman, same thing. Mm -hmm. When we first met Jay, there was not a, he has no air about him. I am the Jay Wiseman. Mm -hmm. I mean, the guy does, you know, we talk about how busy we are. Right. Uh, Jay's booked for the next 50 weekends. Right. You know, and and if you step back from that for a moment and think about that, that is 50 events Mm-hmm. Or groups that have reached out, that have reached out to Jay, right, and said, "Please come teach for us." You Absolutely. know, Absolutely. but has no aura of that whatsoever. Oh, I know. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was a wonderful lesson for us to, to as we grow into presenting and authoring mm-hmm. and all that kind of jazz. I'm glad he's one of the first ones we met. Him and Deb Addington and Dossie. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that they were some of the first ones that we met because they are all very gracious and humble. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Another person that I admire that I'm going to strive to be like next weekend is Jason of, C- of St. Louis. Yes. And uh, Jason, as an event producer, mm-hmm. it's just so interesting. Not only, I mean, the real... Can you tell if in a, you know what how good an event a job the event producer is doing is how smooth it looks yeah right and if I and I, you and I have been to many events at this point if we look if we look at it and says wow this thing seems to be running smooth mm-hmm. man I, there's always something in the background that gets screwed oh, yeah. up but if we look at it and it looks like it's running smooth they're doing a good job absolutely and uh, I tell you this last time we were in St Louis presenting for Jason there's so many times I caught him just kind of sitting in a chair chilling not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not really a sign of him being lazy or the, the, <laughs> the event not being run. It's a, an event of how well he's done. Mm-hmm. How well. So that's my plan for this weekend coming up. I'm going to find a chair to sit and just be oh, quiet yeah, the whole time. Oh, yeah. Turn the walkie-talkie off. And, yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> so do you know who else I admire? Master Z of Dallas. Love, love, love his presence and uh-huh. his dynamic with his slaves. And yeah. So 
that's cool too. Sorry, just had to throw that in there. No, so that's fine. I, there, there's, yep, we have a whole list. It's really interesting to step back, uh, but there's really, interestingly, I can't think of anyone we model our relationship off of. No, um, uh, uh-uh. uh, maybe a little piece here, a little bit there, but no, I don't think, especially at the beginning, we didn't really have anybody to model from. So, because we didn't go to like event events, like national events. I think OLF was our first national event, even though it was local. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, in a few other places, but not too many people were living in a power dynamic that we ran across. Right. Uh, obviously, they were. It's that people that we right. run across. Right. Um, so really, really interesting mm-hmm. to, and really the, the, the point of recognizing whom we admire is not to, so that we can all be clones or fanboys and fangirls and um, try to be those people, but to recognize the qualities that we, that make us think we admire them mm-hmm. and to see if we can instill those qualities in ourselves. Again, we've talked Deb Addington, graciousness and uh, Wiseman's humility. And some um, of them is just hardworking Mm-hmm. You know, they're just hardworking. Every, you know, everybody that we can think of is, is usually because of events. And if they're at events, they're usually working their asses off. Right. You know? So there's a, um, the community spirit, the working, the volunteering. The, there's some of them, it's because of their spiritual component that they bring to the community. Just, yeah, lots of diversity, but mm-hmm. a lot of it together. So that would be <laughs> the question of the day. Uh, if you would like to tell us who you admire or... Recon- or contact us for any other reason, you can get a hold of us at, at the Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com mm-hmm. or the comment form on our website, which oh. is www.eroticawakening.com. And on Twitter, you can find us as Dan and Dawn. Indeed. Um, wow. You know who else I admire? Who's that? I admire how quickly the adventures in sexuality events sell out oh yeah (laughs) erotic awakening is sponsored in part by adventures in sexuality central ohio's kinky fun group speaking of things that are going to sell out in really really quickly on uh june 1st cope tickets go on sale the central ohio perversion excursion so you're you're putting this podcast out today which is monday right Mm -hmm. like monday the 28th or something like that yep and, and, and tickets go on sale like Friday, which is the first night of the Power Exchange Summit. Mm-hmm. Do you know where all of our people are going to be at midnight on Friday? Hacking into their computers, Hacking into buying their, tickets. Yes, yes, yes. They're all going to be in the internet cafe with their computers up instead of eating our dessert social. <laughs> so you're buying their tickets because I'm, we warn everybody every six months when these tickets go on sale, don't expect them to last for, uh, give it a goal of 48 hours. Yeah, absolutely. So, and they'll be gone. You can find out more about Adventures in Sexuality at adventuresinsexuality.org. Yes. So, uh, other than that, uh, we do have a topic we had mentioned earlier. What else do we have before we get there? Oh, just little things that we're doing. Happy birthday, Dawn. Did you have a nice birthday? I did. I had a fabulous birthday, actually. So, we didn't do anything really huge, but good God, I think we're about movied out. Yes. So, um, my birthday usually falls around Memorial Day weekend, and we usually travel. We've done done all kinds of stuff on my birthday. So, um, anything from camping to Canada to... Uh, 
I, I'm sure I'm forgetting something in there, but we, we've done a lot of stuff. And what was the, what was the, the uh, Joss Whedon movie we just saw? Um, we did see A Cabin in the Woods. A Cabin in the Woods? So I'm glad he was secondary producer on that, though. It was good. Had some Whedon had feel some to Whedon it. Had some Whedon feel to it. So it was a good movie, better than what I thought. I'm not usually a horror fan. Uh-huh. So, but because it was Joss Whedon, you know, we went to go see it. And um, not that bad. So we won't give any uh, clues away. But uh, yeah, it was yeah. worth It was worth seeing. It was a nice twist, mm-hmm. though. So that's yeah. what we did for your birthday. We uh, did. No octopies or tentacled creatures no, showed up at the door. No. Uh, although if they had a, um, you know, how you can call and have a, like a, uh, a stripper cop show up at your uh-huh. door. If they had a stripper <gasps> octopus man, I'm sure somebody would have done that. That is cute. Do you know what, though? We went to um, the Asian festival over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So it was just, see, we thought we were going to be really, really busy. So we didn't plan anything. But the events, like, coming together so well that we've only had to put in a little bit of work this weekend. But uh, at the Asian fest, they had these little stuffed octopus that I almost buy. Remember? It was just little, it was, I don't know, uh, you can't see my fingers trying to describe this, but it's <laughs> like, it was like four inches high and they were just little hand-sewn cloth octopi with big eyes and I almost bought one I just didn't know where I'd put it. <laughs> uh, if I could find George, I could have made a little family of octopi. family or a little cock hat. <laughs> sure, sure, a little cock hat. That's appropriate too. Uh, so, Don, uh, your 10-second review of Cabin in the Woods is? Uh, and I'm only from, doing this so I can hashtag it and oh, okay. make it bigger on the old Facebook. Oh, nice. Or so, whatever. 10-second um, review. Which would, is pretty horrible if somebody says, oh, I want to listen to the podcast with the review of Cabin <laughs> in the Woods, and they get all this instead. So, well, I would say um, think Evil Dead. Think Plot Twist. Think uh, Thumbs Up. Okay, good enough. Uh, and your 10-second review of Men in Black 3. No spoilers. Oh, we did see that last night, too. So I would say awesome likeness of the guy that played the younger. Yes, James Broden. K, yes. right? That was for K. Awesome, awesome, awesome likeness. And again, thumbs up. Okay, fair enough. I will save my review for Men in Black 3 until it's been gone through the ringer a little bit longer until more people have seen it. I uh, am not the steadfast thumbs up that you no, have. No, no, but I, I, I still liked it. I still enjoyed it. I found myself getting a little lost in the story. Which is and exactly I what I want a movie, a movie to do. Yeah, right? that's exactly what I want a movie to do. So, so um, fortunately, as we mentioned, we're, and we're going to get to the topic in just a moment here, I do want to mention that fortunately after Power Exchange Summit, uh, the weekend event that we're actually running, <laughs> we'll be taking a break. Well, well, we've actually got Twisted Trist the following weekend. Yes, a break you know of actually zero time whatsoever. I can't even tell you what we're presenting at this point because we've been so concentrating on Power Exchange Summit. Yes. So, But all I remember is that they did pick out a couple of workshops that we're very familiar with. So, you know, we'll be able to just... Print it out and jump in. Yes, hopefully it's not one that we're. Uh, oh, we're still developing that one. No, 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 no. no. But so it's Twisted just... Twist in the first weekend, seventh, uh, eighth, ninth or so of June. Mm-hmm. And, so um, in Indiana, 
And um, I hear it's going to be a blast. So I was just reading up on some of the stuff that's going to be going on there. And it's fire and drumming and ponies and boot blacking and cigars and, you know, just a, a huge conglomerate of different things that will interest yep. people. And then we have a big break in July. Nothing going we on do. in July. We do. So into June, July, we got some personal stuff going on. But nothing, um, nothing event-wise. Yep. Until GLLA in August. Which, which we'll have plenty of time to talk about in we the future. We will. So, uh, loving power exchange. And that's 23 minutes in. We are talking about our topic <laughs> finally. Um, I see you making little notes. So, so loving MS. Loving, uh, and I'm just going to say loving power exchange, just to be okay. more inclusive. Okay. Um, Funny thing is, I read in our book, Living MS, we did a little chapter about what's love got to do with it right before we started the podcast. Mm -hmm. And one of the main, um, you know, one of the first things I have to put out there is that not all power exchange relationships include love. They don't That's include true. an emotional attachment whatsoever. That's true. Um, now, you've often, I've heard you say, would find it difficult to put this level of work into this kind of relationship. If there wasn't an emotional payoff as well. Yeah, I, th I think so. Now, we used to have a friend uh, many years ago that did not want love in it. So she felt that love tempered in a negative way mm -hmm. the relationship, that once love was involved, that too many concessions were made to the slave, and that's not sh what she wanted out of a relationship. And when her master fell in love with her, she broke the contract and well you know she broke the contract in an honorable way and gave back the collar and moved on so she just did not want someone to be in love with her whereas for me I think now I have to say I think because I've never been in another power exchange relationship you know this is this was my preference is my preference I haven't tried another style of relationship and um, you're my first, <laughs> hopefully my only, you know, especially for a big time relationship. Sure. Um, but for me, with love involved, it, it's easier for me to put the work into it. Um, it's a, I consider this a long term, long time, forever, pardon the, the phrase, because I know not everything's forever. But um, that's the way I look at it and the type of energy that I put into it. And with the love, you know, I, it's easier for me to be transparent. It's easier for me to um, know that there's another side when we hit a speed bump. Mm -hmm. You know, so it, it's just not that it's always easy, not that the work is always easy, but it's easier, you know, after this long and, and still hitting places where we stumble. So I, it, it does. It just makes it easier. When I do your dishes, you know, I do it out of love. I do it for you, but I also do it out of love, you know, and, and those are just little, little things. But do you think then that love does temper MS? Do I give, cut you some slack because of Cupid? I think maybe sometimes, but um, I also think you're very aware of what you're doing. Does that make sense? does to me so um i mean i don't think you do it blindly i don't i still think the power exchange is above the love mm -hmm. when you do things but i bet you would treat me a little differently if the love wasn't there so 
Hmm. I'm not exactly sure what word I want to use. Hmm. I have to think about that one a little bit. Your turn. <laughs> um, I think that, you know, I, I, I've recently developed the... I, I, for myself, I continue to play with labels and words a little bit here and there and redefining and... Dis, not redefining, but uh, clarifying the, and the distinction of what these different things mean. So for me, uh, an owner-property relationship, love would not get in the way. Now, we just actually had a... Um, a challenging situation come up for us. <laughs> speed bump. Uh, a speed bump, <laughs> sure. And love did temper my handling of the situation because, but it's not because I love you per se, but it's because love means that I am invested in your long-term growth. Yes. I am invested in you as a human being Um more so than I would be if you were simply a if it was a non-emotional property perspective, and, and it's just the rea- my reality. Some other people may be masters or owners or capital letter types in different ways, but for myself, um, the love itself is part of the investment, and it's part of the way I respond to certain things. Now, that doesn't mean that it. Um, does prevent me from being harsh mm-hmm. or uh, strong or dominant or pushy. Um, <laughs> and there are, you know, there are situations where a, a, my expression of love has taken a complete backseat to my expression of the power exchange relationship. I remember one particular situation where we were in a friend's house with a bunch of friends gathered around us it was a power exchange friendly atmosphere right so everybody Mm -hmm. there was uh hip to our relationship and um there was no love in the punishment that i did in the middle of the room for something that i felt was a grievous error Mm -hmm. um it wasn't you know and this is one of the things that you've had to teach me is that you don't want me to walk on eggshells or to let the love override the power exchange relationship because you've both you and I have both been in relationships that have been love peer based right and you know there's no room in our relationship for some of the things you could use in that like if you mm-hmm. loved me you wouldn't do this sort of right. stuff right so and that that gets hard because it's easy to to fall into that trap is easy to fall into sometimes and you know, I know for me that um, I'm a very strong person, but not always in a beneficial way in a relationship. So I like that you've got the power in this relationship. And sometimes it's it's little stuff. Sometimes it's walking along and you say, turn here. And I say, yes, sir. You know, sometimes it's hiking in the woods and you say, stop here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're taking a break. You know, yes, sir. And, and it's just very, um, it can be very subtle sometimes, but it's, it's always still there. And uh, I think it gets confusing for me sometimes when I want to please you, but I don't know what's going to be pleasing for you. Is mm-hmm. me making a decision on my own going to please you more? Or is me leaving it to you to make the decision going to please you more? That gets a little confusing sometimes. And I think that's where the love can override you know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you mentioned that the walk in the woods that we talk, and I often find myself, and with our last speed bump, I found myself, look, I should just make a decision and say, suck it, slave, this is my decision. You know, and there's where, you know, the power exchange perspective comes from, but I tempered that with love because I wanted to drive that, not from a place of uh, random or from a, you know, mile high, we're doing it my way because it's my way. Right. Uh, but to drive it from a perspective of allowing you to get there with me. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not a relationship between a parent and a child where you can just say, because I say so. Right. I absolutely have that right to say, because I say so. But, you know, a year from now, if, if the, the direction that I give is because I say so, then a year from now, when we're faced with a similar speed bump, it's going to be because I say so again. <clears throat> excuse me. What I'm, because this is a love-based, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Uh, remember back on episode 14, I would have edited out that <laughs> scratchy throat. But, uh, Not so much now. <laughs> because this is a love-based relationship, I'm sure that anybody jogging right now and had to hear that clearing in their throat and their ears, <laughs> cursing my lack of editing. Because this is a love-based relationship, you know, um, part of my happiness is to see your growth. Right. And that also empowers my own growth. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's part of it. I, now, I happen to really like the love part of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you tell the story about we had a uh, slave A right. who gave us a little love nest for some occasion. I don't remember what the occasion was. I don't remember what the occasion was either, but I remember the outcome of just her building the love nest. Well, you got to describe the love nest. Oh, oh I didn't know that's what you were randomly. waiting for. So do you mean the hotel room? Yes. So, um, you know, Slave A, that that was uh, um, mm, that we owned for a little while. And I say we, but, you know, it was really Master Dan. And um, she got us a hotel room. We were really stressed out over something. That's all I remember. And we were really stressed out. And uh, she got us a hotel room and had really been listening to what I had said that I had needed, you know, coming up. Um, uh, just, some, just some different fantasies, just some different emotional things. And she got us a hotel room and actually took the fantasies that I had been talking about and laid some toys out on the bed and took us to the hotel room, had roses laying out, mm-hmm. had music playing, had candles burning, incense going, these toys laying on one bed, the sheets folded back on the other bed and said, enjoy, and then left, you know? And we had kind of thought that she was building something for the three of us, right? which would have been cool as well. <clears throat> but then the fact that it was for you and me, and she, she really wanted us to uh, um, spend the time alone and, and, well, really get our shit together. <laughs> as well so that was really sweet of her so does this imply then don that you don't care that you don't you're not fed by service i am fed by service so you were saying earlier Mm -hmm. you uh when you wash the dishes for example Mm -hmm. you do that out of love i do that out of love i do that out of service for you um sometimes i'm fed out of service for others Sometimes, mm-hmm. but usually it's for you and our dynamic. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, I could do dishes for somebody else and, hmm, I don't know how slavey this is, but I could do dishes for somebody else. And if I knew they appreciated it, I would feed off of that. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't even have to say anything. You know, they wouldn't have to reward me. They wouldn't have to say anything. But if I knew it made their life easier and it was helping them and they appreciated it, then I would absolutely feed off of it. So, but yeah, I get more out of it when I do it for you. We've, and we've talked in the past. And now one of the tricky parts is we talk about, you know, love. Mm-hmm. We, I think people imply in their head, they think that romantic love. And we've talked in the past about Slave Jem, who we had a fondness for. And, right. Um, we think very highly and we have an emotional bond. Um, but it was not a romantic love, emotional Mm-mm. bond. You know, and, and I do actually. Now I am the kind of person so far in a power, well, in a master slave, dom sub, I do tend to generate a emotional bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, for good or bad, whether I like it or not, I generate an emotional bond. In owner property situation, I don't think that emotional bond, but I don't know. You know, that's an interesting aspect. I don't know. I've never had property that I've treated as property. Right, right. You know what? And another um, another uh, word popped into my head in that um, when it comes to love and power exchange and why love works for me, there, there's actually two reasons. And one of them is vulnerability. I don't know that I can, especially with my past baggage, mm-hmm. I don't know that I could allow myself to be totally vulnerable to someone that I didn't love and knew had my best interest at heart. And I think that's part of what, and, and like I said. It's interesting. You no, know, no, that's a good point. Yeah, because I, I, like I said, I can only say that because that's, that's my experience at the moment is a loving MS relationship. And in this loving MS relationship, I can allow myself to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I know by being vulnerable that I could get hurt. And I think that causes some of our speed bumps. But, um... I don't know that I could do that with someone that I didn't love. I just don't know that I could open up myself that much for the fear of being harmed. Not just hurt, but harmed unintentionally. So I need that love there. I need that emotional investment. So, and then I think the other part is, is that I know I have a fear of rejection. And if there's that love investment in there, the rejection is a little less likely to happen. Mm-hmm. So, because the love is there. So, I don't know. Sometimes I think we're forgiven for our little quirkinesses <laughs> when there's love involved. That makes sense to me. I, I think... Um, are you implying I'm more, th- I'm more tolerant of quirkiness because of love? I think so. I think so. Interesting. Or at least able to give me space to work out the quirkiness. Yeah, I think um, I'm a lot... uh, No, I I agree with you, to be honest. I'm a lot more accepting Mm -hmm. of who you are because I love you. And as long as it doesn't get in the way of our power exchange dynamic, I don't tend to care as much. Right. Um, And none of the quirky... You know... Boy, I go old school <laughs> with the quirks are a very low cost 
disadvantage. Mm-hmm. And that's actually GURPS talk for those old school RPGers out there. Yeah. But, you know, the quirks aren't really a problem in our relationship. The problems in our relationship are dealt with from a power exchange perspective. Yes. The quirks are either embraced or shrugged off, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I offhand, one of the quirks that we talk about that you have is you like to talk when we go to bed. <laughs> I like to go to bed when we go to bed. And uh, the way we respond to that is I let you talk for a while until I'm... Either either you've gotten it out of your system or I've gotten tired of hearing it. And I say, okay, good night. <laughs> uh, or I actually, I see something. And it's nothing cruel or anything. But no. I say night, night. And it's the clear symbol that, okay. It's time for sleep now. <laughs> yes. Um, Sometimes I get a little more time to talk than others. Yes. <laughs> uh, so those are one of those little quirks that I think in a... Uh, that's a great example, actually. In a non-emotional power exchange relationship, it would not... Well, A, you wouldn't be sleeping in bed with me at all unless it's really cold. Right. And I, or I wanted sex. Uh, but B, you would not have the... You wouldn't get that opportunity at all, period. Right. You know? uh, I would simply say, when I go to bed, it means mm-hmm. talking no more. Right. So... I think it does modify, at least for us, it modifies things that way. A, l- a little bit. And, and like I said, I think it's because we have the long-term investment as, as part of it as well. So, I mean, I could see if I was having, um, I, and I'm going to bring up baggage again. So I've got past baggage I've worked on, and you've actually helped me out with a little bit of that. If it was owner property, I could see, and there wasn't, an, in that realm, I'm going to use that terminology, sure, if there was not sure. emotional investment. Um, you would tell me to go out and get it fixed. Yeah. Go, go fix it. Come back to me without these issues. If you need to talk, go talk to somebody else because I have these goals. I have these chores. I have these, um, whatever words you want to use it. I have these things that I want to be accomplished and you need to be in your best mode to accomplish these things. So whereas with us, yeah, I need to be in my best mode, but Sometimes you help me find the tools that I need. Does that? Absolutely. No, no. I I think of if there was, if I told you to go to the basement to get the luggage and we knew there were spiders in the basement and you were afraid (laughs) of spiders, um, you know, how I handle that as property or a non-emotional power exchange relationship is I don't care. I want the luggage brought up. <laughs> right. How you do that's not my problem. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. We're in a, for us, in a power exchange relationship with, with an emotional content, um, I evaluate, is the harm done to you by facing your fear of spiders at this time, you know, worth the cost to you as a human being long term? Is there some, is this a fear that's detrimental to your growth as a human being? Am I going to want the luggage out of the basement a lot? And I don't feel like killing the spiders. Maybe I want a pet spider. So maybe I'll have to stop squirming. (laughs) Um, You know, maybe we'll have to address that. And in our case, you did have a fear of spiders, which I simply ignored. Right. And you dealt with that fear of spiders on your own. Mm -hmm. um, To the point where now, if if I need that luggage out of the basement, which I do because we're going to Trist. um, (laughs) And it's full of spiders. I saw eggs the other day. Oh. So just go get it, you know. And, uh, but I'll go down there with the broom. Right. You know, or I'll, you know, I won't demand you just go do it now without a thought. I'll say, hey, look, I want that done by tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So what do you need but, to make but that But because I know you have that thought process, if you told me to go down and get the luggage right now. Right. 
you know, I would still do it. It would be a yes, sir. You know, I, I just have faith that, you know, what the hell you're doing after all this time? Either sure. you're taking care of the spiders or it's time for me to face my fear or, you know, whatever. Or so. I got Jim in a spider suit <laughs> oh, God. and I put her down there in that big lump, <laughs> that big square, you yes. know, big pile of luggage. And you're going to go down there, you're going to touch one, she's going to leap out and go, <laughs> whatever the hell spider noise That'd is. That'd be so bad. Yeah, heart attack on the floor. <laughs> That'd be funny. All right, what else you got? Anything else about love and MS? Um, I don't, I don't think so. So, uh, the the verbiage is going to be a little clunky, I think, um, because uh, j- just with my explanation, because I'm a very visual person, so I've been visualizing some of this stuff and and not really having the vocabulary for it, and our vocabulary could be a little bit different. Our definitions could be a little bit different than how other sure. people define things. So. You know, if you have any questions or any comments on it, feel free to send us an email. Or a post on the FetLife group, blah, blah, blah. Yep. All that Anything good else? stuff. Not that I can think of, sir. Love you. Love you, too. Hey, Dawn, did you know Pocket Universe has a brand new album? Really? If you go to pocketuniversemusic.com, you can get that album and all their other albums as well, including this song, Whim, which is the official end music, end bump music of Erotic Awakening. I love it. Love their stuff. Want to have your product, event, charity, or service as the first thing listeners hear about on our podcast? Make a donation to the podcast for a 10-second front bump on our show that reaches listeners from around the world. What, what a, a bargain. bargain. <laughs> Contact us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. <clears throat> Did you know that you can buy the highly acclaimed books, Living MS and Sex Stories and Power Exchange by Dan and Dawn, or support them by buying Erotic Awakening t-shirts, messages, bags, and coffee mugs? All items can be found by simply visiting the shop and support pages of the Erotic Awakening website. Any dollar and 20 cents we make from anything sold on the site goes directly back into the continuing education missions of Erotic Awakening. Ooh, guess where else they can find our book? At the Power Exchange Summit. That's true. We'll have a stack. Or, of course, now found at the Leather Archives and Museum in Chicago. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, I think that's it for today. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan. <laughs>